Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Oh God, it hurts. Oh God, it hurts. Oh God, it hurts. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> As you can tell by Game Agent E.T.'s wicked uh, spooky castle cackle, this is the spooky gaming special in which we're going to discuss a variety of games that feature horrific slash Halloween imagery. Um, no, it's going to be really, really exciting. This is kind of like one of my very favorite uh, sub-genres of games writ large. Um, with me, as always, is my Oh God, It Hurts co-host, Game Agent E.T. How are you, Eddie? Uh, welcome. I'm doing fantastic. I hope everyone else is doing good. Thank you. Woo! We have an all-star panel here in the house tonight. It is magnificent that we could bring these gentlemen together to talk about some of our very favorite games going. Um, first off is the Prince of Fucking Darkness, the Ruminations Network uh, boss, founder. founder, as it were. The Overlord. Um, and that's Mr. Mitch, the Overlord. How are you, Mitch? I'm doing really good, man. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for doing this particular episode, man. I'm I'm just having a good time. Glad to talk some spooky shit with you. Yes. And uh, next um, is his Ruminations of Red Rum co-pilot, as it were, Keel Trosity. Kyle, how the hell are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while, and I am excited to talk about spooky games. Hells yeah. And we know you've got a lot of, to talk about because we've, we've seen your fucking Resident Evil trophies, and those are impressive. So, so <laughs> looking forward to picking those apart. And it's of course, last... The trophies, it's how you use them. Oh, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> wow. And last but not least is Sir Optimus of the Adult Gamer Podcast and Retro Futurist Culture. How the hell are you, sir? I'm fantastic, and I just want to go on record that I think I have the record for the most guest appearances on Oh God, It Hurts, and I am fucking proud of that, and I'm so excited to be here. You get a trophy for that, sir. I'll make one yeah. for you tonight. That's right, platinum. platinum. <laughs> I'll go to the platinum mines and make it for you, sir. Because you are the oh. best. <laughs> so, in addressing this topic, I want each of us to kind of pick apart some of our memories of the genre, and we've got a few questions lined up to stimulate just that. So, Kyle, ah. can you recall the first time a video game scared you? Um, yeah, so I have a memory that I actually have never, like, spoken about out loud before, and this will be the first time, but it's, it was just like a, a memory I hold uh, very dear to me. I, uh, me and a friend, we, I grew up in California, and my really good friend lived across the street, and, like, our front doors faced each other, and one year, the year that Resident Evil 2 came out on PS1, we both got it for Christmas. And we started playing it at the same time, but we kept our front doors open and we would yell at each other on where we were at in certain parts of the game. <laughs> and we would just get super freaked out in the police station and we wouldn't want to go through certain doors and certain parts of the games would just freak us out. So we would like meet up in the middle of the street and like talk about it. And then we'd like convince each other to play our parts of the game because we were too afraid to keep going. I was pretty young at the time that the game came out. So um, 
yeah, that's that's one of my earliest memories. But shout out to also the Super Metroid menu screen. The music used to freak me out, it's along so with just like the intro. Yeah, it creeped me out as well. But uh, that's fantastic, um, Sir Mitch. Can you recall the first time a video game scared you? Yeah, I, I, the first time that I was scared by a video game was on the uh, 32X. It was the first time I'd had the opportunity. I mean, this is going to we're, we're going like first time, first time. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, first time. Um, the Doom port. I had never played Doom. I didn't have a PC that would run anything remotely like it. And I got the 32X and played Doom. And I had turned a corner and there was like a hell night, like right up in my face. And I, I squealed like a little girl. <laughs> that is uh a a crystalline old school example of being spooked by a game Optimus, i'm sure you have memories in this realm talk about the first time a video game scared you it's going to be similar to our lord and founder mm-hmm. darth mitch <laughs> but it was on the pc version of doom because my buddy had a 486DX66 PC with enough RAM to run Doom at high frame mm-hmm. rates. And that's the first time I experienced Doom. And I just wanted, it was like the first level and running around the corner and one of the shotgun guys went, and then fucking blasted me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's what got me hooked on that fucking series. That right there mm-hmm. kept me playing Doom yes. was that. Well, I mean, that jolt of adrenaline, I mean, it's largely yes. the same thing that drives why you enjoy horror movies, right? Well, I'm not as big into horror movies as Keel yeah. is. I mean, games, yeah. dude, games are worse because you actually have to, like, be the active driver. Like, you have to make <laughs> yeah. the decisions, right? Like, right. Yeah. yeah, you have to deal with it. You're not just a passive observer. You are in the shit. You don't just yeah. see the ball. You get to be the ball. Exactly. As they say in sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Eddie, you want to hit him with the second question in this series? Oh, the you, what? Uh, are we still Wait, talking about scared the, yeah. uh, what scared yeah. me? What scared you guys? Yeah. All right, I got a dumb well, one and uh, uh, a real one. It's okay. So, yeah. so the dumb one, uh, I don't even know if you can consider it a game, but it's it plays games, and uh, it was a. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember Speak and Read? Oh, yeah. Speak and Read is that thing that it's like an offshoot of Speak and Spell, right? And then it has like a keyboard on it by Texas Instruments and you type in stuff and it plays spelling games with you and things like that. Well, Speak and Read, uh, it has that synthesized voice as, uh, as usual, but um, it had a thing called Read It, where if you type in a word, it would read the word, right? Uh, but if you type in a word that it doesn't recognize, it'll take like maybe 20 seconds. And then in this really eerie voice, it'll say, not found, <laughs> not found. <laughs> and my sister picked up on this cause like she always watched me play this speak and read. So she's like, Hey, Eddie, come here. <laughs> she would flip, <laughs> not found. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh my God, you're away from me. <laughs> Like any yeah. sibling worth their salt, once they yeah. they had a path into the panic section of your brain, yeah, oh, yeah, boy. that that's when you hit that button over and over and over again. She tormented me with the speak and read. So that's the uh, embarrassing one. the The real one is uh, I don't know if you remember this game. 
It's a PlayStation 2 game, and I think it came out in 2005. It's called Haunting Ground by Capcom. Hmm, it's a very little-known game, but it's a great game if you can play it. I don't. Uh, it's that's the only system it came out on. But anyways, I thought, oh wow, the, the game looks oh, cool. Yeah. I like Resident Evil. Let's try it out. But um, I'm a very big scaredy cat when it comes to horror stuff, and this game doesn't have just jump scares. It has suspense like scares. And it's like slow building and you got like a guy that looks like Chunk from Goonies chasing you around. And like you have like this Chunk or you mean Sloth? Yeah, Sloth. Sorry. I think (laughs) I'm sorry. I mixed it up. Sloth, not The creature. Yeah, the Um, the creature. But yeah, (laughs) I can say it the first time I got spooked. um, It was playing Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty freaky, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I dabbled in the Resident Evil games. Early on, it never really... I, I just didn't find that particular groove with it. And to be honest, in that time, I was still way too obsessed with fighting games. So I was never really going to stop and, like, invest myself in that particular stripe of there was a there was a couple of years where the only things that you would tolerate was Street Fighter Two and Ridge Racer. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that's, I, 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 mean, I was the same, so but with Tecmo Super Bowl and Street Fighter. <laughs> so I know I know I know how you feel. You're yeah, a yeah, friend. Yeah. No, totally. It's, it was one of those things. Um yeah. so yeah, Eddie, do you wanna hit him with the second one? Oh, the second one. Okay. Uh so question number two. What is your favorite horrorish gaming franchise and why? So Let's Mitch? start huh. with Mitch. I want Mitch to start. If you can, Mitch. If you're ready. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have to take a pass on that because I feel like my two uh, RE betters are on this, co- this uh, pod right now, and they're going to give me shit. What? Just say it. What? Just say it. I don't want to hear the shit wow. right now. Just do it. No, it's Resident Evil, and it's... It was the uh, thing that really kind of got my, uh, it kind of jump-started a, a dedication, a new dedication to, to games when I first played that. And I, I think I recalled the story before, but um, Neil, if you guys Dude, recall, good old Neil. Good old Neil turned me on to that. I, was, I had a Saturn, and, and I was shopping at Bookman's, and he said, oh, no, Dude, you, you, didn't, play you didn't play Resident Evil the Saturn one, did you? No, I did pick it up later because I was such a Sega whore that I had oh, to that have case it. Just was hot. That case is hot. Yeah. Was it really the that bad? Great, but the game looked like yeah. fucking garbage compared to the PlayStation one. I'm sorry. I love Sega, but the Saturn port of Resident Evil was fucking trash. Is that um, green blood? It was. It was rough. <laughs> you want to know something? There yeah. is a very bizarre subcult of people that actually oh, think that that's the better version of the game. They're out there. What? No, they are high. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle, do you yeah. want to turn on that one? What's your favorite horror-ish gaming franchise and why? Um, I mean, I, I just to be different, I won't say Present Evil, but I, I'll have to say that's probably my favorite. But I'll say Silent Hill. I'll say Ooh. Silent Hill because nice. the Silent Hill franchise yeah. was the first horror game I played that tackled like really serious dark 
like human shit like not not human poop but like human <laughs> problems yeah uh like you know suicide and dealing with like internal mental struggles and stuff it was just tackling like really heavy stuff and um on top of that it was just very japanese horror for the 2000s and mm. I, I was really into that stuff at the time like the ring or the ring you and stuff like that and so I don't know. It just had a really cool vibe, and the music by Akira y- Yamo—I I can never say his last name right. Yamaoka. Like Yamaoka. Uh, yeah, Yamaoka. He's, he's such an amazing composer, and I just love the music. I love the gameplay. I love the writing. Just the whole setting of Silent Hill is—I don't know—it's like scary but beautiful. So I'm gonna have to give it to that. Which awesome one was answer. your favorite? Which one was your favorite? I want to make sure we come back to Silent Hill because I, yeah, I love that series. That's it's fantastic. I have stories to tell about Silent Hill and it, it, the way that it traumatized yeah. me. Silent Hill Two is probably my favorite. It's probably most people's favorite. I was gonna say that's the fan favorite. Yeah, but sure. there's a reason. I mean, it's it really is a special, special game. And um, I mean, anything from Team Japan though, like the original four games, are all very special in their own right. Um, and them being all singular contained stories you can kind of jump in at any point and still get like an amazing experience so those first four games are really special and then when they ported them out to other teams um they kind of lost that 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 japanese just that that special vibe that they made but uh yeah silent hill for sure awesome Uh, nice the intro music to uh, Ruminations from the Red Room, I was basically aping Akira nice. Yamaoka. Ooh, that's a, great, that. uh, Jam, I was... that's a great little nugget you've shared there, Mitch. I love that. <laughs> uh, Hop. I gotta go with the game that scared my fucking balls off first, and that's Doom. Um, I may not be a particular fan of the most recent iteration, mm-hmm. but Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 2016, the Super NES port of Doom, the 32X port of Doom, the iOS port of Doom. Any port of Doom that I played is fun and scary and just creepy as fuck. Um, I was going to say follow-up question because arguably Doom 3 probably fits more the more yeah, of the horror game. Definitely the most of the creepy. I remember when I got so I didn't have, I had kind of left PC gaming. Doom 3 came out and I first played it on the Xbox. The original Xbox was the only console that got a port of that at the time. And a really good port of that. Really good yeah. port. And I had a surround sound system at the time. Fuck, that game was scary as shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there was many a nice. I was like, I don't know if I want to play this next part. Um, fantastic series. Um, yeah, love it. And, uh, I hope if they do another one, they tone down some of the stuff that they added in Eternal that I don't care for. I actually have a question. I remember when Doom 3 came out, it was around the time that the original Xbox was really trying to push like the, dude, all the games have way better lighting on our console than the PS2. And it was true. Well, no, it was totally true. Like the the Splinter Cell on xbox mm-hmm. versus the ps2 yeah. was like night and day night yeah day. dude mm-hmm. night yeah. And day. but um i remember doom 3 being such a departure from like the other games why do you think that was like it seems like they went like super survival horror with it 
Uh, partially that's because they were pushing current graphic technologies to a level that they could not put as many enemies on screen as they did on Doom 1 and Doom 2. They lurched towards fidelity, right? Rather than just... Yeah. Raw. Yeah. And that's, that's right. it was yes, literally yeah. a memory issue with the engine. They could not put as many enemies on screen. So they decided... And yeah, Doom 3 is definitely almost more like a Resident Evil game in that aspect compared to Doom 1, Doom 2, and then Doom 2016, where they brought the series back to that kind of more action horror jump scare yeah that's a great question kyle and that's that's exactly why the engine was too big for its britches at the time yep that's interesting no it just couldn't facilitate that kind of like balls no. out waves of guys and just unloading no nope, not at all um eddie you're not no. a horror person but yeah. if you have a favorite horror skating franchise what is it pretty much resident evil i okay. played both re1 and 2 and the re remake and i played it to death and i enjoyed it and it was one of the only horror games where i could actually play it from beginning to end because it had mostly jump scares and not like suspense scares which i'm not really good at at all but don't play seven. Yeah, uh, don't play seven. Do not play Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. That game will make uh, you uh, shit. Uh, I've seen pants. like a little bit of that. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I'll have to prime myself by probably if watching. You want to have play a it. panic attack? Yeah, play seven. Yeah. So I might have to watch people play on Twitch before I play that game because just, yeah. I love that whole Get series with seven. It. Literally, I was like, I am questioning my life decisions. <laughs> wow. Right so thanks for warning me about that. But I mean, Resident Evil 1 and 2 is just like classic story, zombies, T-virus, characters are awesome. I can't say enough about that game, that series. It's just perfect. And uh, yeah. yeah. But once I saw Resident Evil Zero and that little slime stuff, and I was like, uh, that's enough. <laughs> I was say, in, this, in this past week, I actually, for the first time, watched the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, and nice. I nice. really wish that I had done that a long time ago because if I yeah, had. I got the Criterion. I got the Criterion Blu ray like years ago. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think if I had gotten into that sooner, then the whole Resident Evil thing would have connected with me. Yeah. Like much sooner. But now, now I'm feeling pretty primed for it. So, as a seg into our <laughs> next question. Wait, wait, you didn't say yours, James. Um, oh, here's the deal. You guys know that, like, I always wind up being, like, the patron saint of lost franchises. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold dark. a candle for Eternal Darkness and hope that somehow it emerges from the terrible <laughs> wreckage of Dennis Dyack and Silicon Knights Apparently, Nintendo keeps renewing their um, their license, yes, their trademark of it. So maybe someday it will emerge, and there will be a sequel, or at the very least, a remaster of the original, which is such a fucking excellent game. Um, however, on that note, pivoting into the third question, is there a similar franchise you truly wish would rise from the dead? Kyle? I mean, 
six years ago, I would have said Resident Evil, but we got that. Um, got that in a big way. Yeah, I would have said Silent Hill, but we're getting that again. They're bringing like six new games in the Silent Hill universe. Um, what? I mean, they're Jacob's remaking here, Silent Hill 2, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, Dude, this is a hard question for me because I have a few. But I'm going to give a shout out first to Condemned on the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. I, that game was fucking creepy. Dude. Yeah, that is a very underrated, like... Uh, true detective season one crime horror like first person game and not a lot of people have played it and it's so overlooked but it's so so good um and it really was before the whole outlast hype where everything started to transition to first person horror like outlast spawned re7 and re going into the first person genres and like all this kind of stuff. and pt silent hill in the first person genre and like it spawned all this stuff, and that was kind of before all that, so they were a little ahead of its time. But I'm going to go with a kind of horror-adjacent game, like a horror action game, and it's going to be The Darkness 1 and 2. Oh, um, yeah, um, which is based on the comic. comic book series by Mark Silvestri, which is published by Image Comics. Absolutely, yes. yeah. The So The Darkness 1 was a really, really good game. Yeah, Jackie, that was. Jackie has you know, he's just like crime, you know, crime family, crime boss that gets these powers from this demon from like, like another world, like almost like a spawn. And he unleashes the power on all of his enemies and like the people who did him wrong. And it's, it's so good. But the darkness too, like, it's almost like a step up, like Terminator one to Terminator two, like it did everything better and everything right. And it, it just pumped up the gameplay to 11. And I, I, I would love a modern day darkness game with like a new engine. I think that would be so much fun. So I'm going to go with the darkness. Awesome. Nice. nice. What say you, Optimus? The one that came to mind that's kind of been, and I think there's some kind of legal mumbo jumbo, but the Fear series, mm, mm-hmm. uh, which were like first person shooters, but very horror focused and kind of. Honestly, that was the game that I think Modern Warfare originally kind of got inspiration from as far as the gameplay goes. Um, that's a series that deserves a comeback because it was really good and really freaky. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Um, like Kyle said, I would have said Resident Evil had not been for RE7 bringing the series back with a, with a huge comeback. But fear would be my number one as far as like other series that are kind of not known currently. Nice, Mitch. I don't know if this really if this counts or not. You guys will have to be the uh, deciding uh, the judge and jury on this. But I would love to see remastered, redone, revisited in some way the Legacy of Kane series. Hell yes, Ooh. yes, dude. That's rumored big time. Especially since Square sold Crystal yeah. Dynamics off. That's like a huge rumor that they're going to go back to that series. I So I loved the first one. The Blood original Omen? Legacy King. I played, it, I played it at Blood Omen. I played it both on PlayStation and PC. Yeah. <laughs> and then Soul Reaver, I played on both PlayStation and Dreamcast. Yeah. Dreamcast. I got the Dreamcast version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's a series I would love. As far as like an ongoing story, as far as like an epic arc and drama, and like definitely deserves 
the remastered treatment like Capcom did for Resident Evil <clears throat> 1, 2, and 3, though, 100%. Yes. Dude, the story had no right to be that good, too. And then when you realize, <laughs> like, when you realize that Amy Henning wrote it, the, you know, the one who wrote Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, like, those games, you're like, dude, like, no wonder why the story was so well-paced and the characters were so, like, ah, just so legit. I just love it. Yeah, it's so good. Voice acting was, was supreme in that series, too. Loved it. Eddie, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> haunting ground. I want. Back? I I would bring that back. I need my revenge on it because I got too scared to play it. Um, what game? But is it? haunting ground, the one that I was haunting just ground. talking about okay. earlier. Yeah, the one you were talking about earlier. Yeah, okay. because the story is great, and uh, it's really good at what it does. Too good. That's why I didn't play it. After like five hours, I was too scared to play it, and I never got back to it. So that would be my nomination. Uh, other games that I would like to see come back are: Have you guys played a game called Until Dawn? Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that game's like <laughs> that's pretty much like a B a B horror movie in a game, but it's a really good story, and I think very people, good story. Yeah. yeah, they no Blue Stinger is a B horror movie. Right? Blue Stinger, nice call. Blue yeah. Stinger, dope. <laughs> But but yeah, j- j- check it out. I mean, it's on Steam. If you or Clock Tower, Clock Tower is another B movie. They're actually yeah. making Clock yeah. Tower. Yeah, right. They are making <laughs> Clock Tower again. So yeah, that's making comeback. Uh, one more is Soma. Have you played Soma? Soma. Oh, I remember yeah. the name. I never played it. It's kind of a. Freaky I haven't game. played it, but I. Yeah, it's six. It's always been on my backlog. Yeah, it's a well-written game, and uh, yeah, it. I don't know if it qualifies as horror but it's kind of creepy so i i would throw that in there uh obviously i have not played the game because i'm too scared but i watch people play it on twitch and it looks really awesome so i'm living vicariously nice. through people with the story all right well we move through the first half of this spooky gaming special we're going to take a moment now to break for some fine messages from the other folks right here on the ruminations radio network you can check out all of their shows at ruminationsradionetwork.com. You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on. And we're back. Woo! All right, gentlemen. So what we've got now is Spooky Gaming Trivia, a.k.a. Oh God, it blurts. So I have a series of eight questions for you guys, and there really isn't a great visual cue-based way of doing this. So simply, whenever the answer occurs to you, shout it out. Blurts it out, please. Blurts it out. (laughs) Ready. Okay. Ready. All right. As Eddie is my co-host on this, we're going to alternate uh, reading off the questions to y'all. So, I will kick it off here. Question number one. Slasher films dominated the horror genre in the 1980s. One of those slasher franchises inspired a 1989 arcade side-scroller from Namco. Friday the 13th. Sorry, Kyle. I'm going to continue on. Featuring a hockey mask wearing main character who returns. Oh, for yeah. Oh, oh, the game. I thought you were talking about the movie. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. You were 
you were obviously dialing the direct spiritual inspiration for that. Exactly. Yes. Splatterhouse is another one that I actually wouldn't mind seeing come back in a big way. So Um, uh, I have a bonus question for you guys. What was the name of the protagonist in Splatterhouse? Jeez, Last thirty remember. minutes. I hard. played the shit out of those two. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> the answer is Nick Taylor. Very average Joe name, Nick Taylor. Yeah, I was gonna say John Smith. <laughs> it's like, it's like the most nineteen eighties generic white guy in a box. All right. But now you <laughs> know. You want to say question number two? Yes, sir. All right, number two. This now-defunct fighting franchise features characters modeled after a variety of classic horror movie monsters. What is it called? Dark Sucker. Yes. Very good. Very nice. Just playing that today. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if that was... If there's a Halloween game that I would say is perfect for Halloween, that's the game. Yeah. Just all the See, characters. I would say that, and then also Castlevania. Yeah, my head immediately went to Thrill Kill Cult. Did you? <laughs> Thrill <laughs> Kill. Yeah. Is that, yeah. The, are you talking about that canceled game by EA? Yeah, I've still got a. a I mean, I don't have a, a bootleg, copy. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, you ever get a Wu-Tang Shaolin style, <laughs> is it based off that engine? Yeah, well, it, they just basically repackaged that game in the U.S. with the Wu-Tang folks. It was Thrill Kill. Huh. Yeah. And there's even a really awful uh, Wu-W-shaped controller that goes for about $200 now that you could play that Ooh. piece of shit with. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, sidebars. All right. Question number three. As perhaps the most prominent spooky video game franchise there is, Resident Evil takes much of its inspiration from the works of zombie movie pioneer George Romero. However, another movie, which resulted in a 1989 licensed Famicom game of the same name by Capcom, is also said to have influenced the development of the original Resident Evil. What is that movie or game called? Nobody knows, really. Dude, I think I should know this. Yeah, wow. We knew this was going to be the biggest ball buster of this set of questions. So it's completely (laughs) okay that we're greeted by silence. Dude, not to be a pain, can you you read the question one more time? Sure. Okay. As perhaps the most prominent spooky video game franchise there is, Resident Evil takes much of its inspiration from the works of George Romero. However, another movie which resulted in a 1989 licensed Famicom game of the same name by Capcom, is also said to have influenced the development of the original Resident Evil. What is that movie or game called? Dude. I don't know. The answer is Sweet Home. Yep. Oh. It was a Japanese horror movie that, yeah, it... Basically, when Capcom made this game, everyone said this is actually the first uh, survivor horror game all the way back in the Famicom days. If you can if you can find it, there is a ROM that is translated into English, and I've seen a lot of people play. It's very popular, especially this time of year. Check it out. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It has five endings. 
which is pretty rare for a Famicom game. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, the cover's awesome. Yeah. Sweet, Sweet home. home. Sweet home. Yeah. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't resist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, I want to question number here. four. Okay. Question number four. This 1980s coin-op light gun shooter featured a crossbow and what was then considered a shocking amount of graphic violence and depictions of torture previously unseen in arcades. What was the name of this game? This is in your guys' guys wheelhouse now. Are you saying that you are young, Kyle? I'm saying I'm saying eighties arcade was a little out of my depth. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't make fun of him. He's just a baby. Just a child. <laughs> just a babe in the woods. But but uh hopped. I I think you would know this one. Uh Mitch, I think you would kinda know um, this one. I know it. I do. I it's floating around in your mind's eye, it bitch. It is, because I, I know that I have played it. So to say the name, you're going to go, Arr! Yep, that's going to happen. You, you want me to give you a hint as to who made the game? No points available, but yeah, give, just give us, a, give us another hint. Uh, the name of the company that made it was called Exidy. Oh. That's, that doesn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The name of the game was Chiller. I don't know if I remember this game. Uh, it was like old mine. YouTube. It's a fucked up game, man. There's like <laughs> naked people on like torture racks, and you can like shoot their limbs and their heads off. And there's little birds. Oh, like, yeah, it's oh, all shit, really super like primitive, like eight bit, like visual, but pretty wild. That it was jank. Made that game. Yeah, yeah, absolute jank. But like you know, we're literally talking about like the, you know, it's in the gutter with like the Atari twenty six hundred porno games, basically. But nonetheless, still an, an interesting thing that existed. I, I believe they um, made a Nintendo the, game too. It, it's on the NES. They they did make a really crappy port of it as well. Not nearly as violent. Uh, yeah. No, nope, but there you go. Question number five. This action horror game published by Nintendo in 2002 was a massive homage to HP Lovecraft and featured a variety of fourth wall breaking sequences designed Eternal to darkness. Ma- yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just, talk- <laughs> Just talked about it. I was like, isn't Eternal Darkness the only Nintendo published horror game Pre- in recent years? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's a great game. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, it, it, this I is a dirty secret, time. but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't actually like that game until uh, James kind of pushed me into playing it because I thought it looked dumb. I, okay, and, but gonna, then I played. I like totally it. honest. I never actually played through the game myself because I watched James play through so much of it. I felt like I didn't. Oh, uh, you got Final Fantasy VII on it. Yeah, that's what much. happened to you with FF Seven, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> My bad. Uh, your, your brother, right? <laughs> yeah, your brother. <laughs> oh, Eddie, you want to hit question number six? Sure. Okay, this should be super easy. Much like Virtua Fighter spawned a variety of similar fighting games developed by Sega, Virtua Cop also led the development of this blood splattered 
Who on? Who on? I, I didn't catch that. Who got it? I think it was Hop. Okay. All right. So, uh, Sue said Virtua Fighter. I was like, House of the Dead. There's only one other gun game that's, you know, horrific. And, uh, l- 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 you want a bonus question? And also, if you own the Saturn, if you own the Saturn port, you got some money in your pockets. So. Yeah. That's super ex- rare, right? What's the bonus question? Game now. Uh, what Go famous ahead, director uh, directed a movie from House of the Dead? Eva Ball. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go, buddy. Eva Ball. <laughs> Have and, you guys uh, ever I, seen that? I don't know if uh, I would call not, him a famous not only, director. Not <laughs> Infamous is more like it. it. Yeah. yeah. Infamous. Not only but... have we seen it, but Mitch and I did an episode on it on Red Room. Oh, so I need to find that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, thank you for taking care of that for us because uh, I would never watch that movie. Hey, one of us had to fall on the sword, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you for doing that. You're, you're doing uh, justice for us. Thank you. You're doing God's work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Question number seven. Castlevania, one of the most storied spooky gaming franchises of all, has been mostly going strong since 1987. In fan-favorite Castlevania, Rondo of Blood, the whip-toting hero Richter Belmont must rescue this girl along the way. What is her full name? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just know her first name. Sorry. I never played Rondo. What? I never played it. It's on PlayStation. I own the game. I just haven't played it. <laughs> well, that it's was worth it. Her name was card. Maria Renard. Maria. Renard. Maria. Yep. Not not Annette. Not Annette. I don't, I don't know where that <laughs> word name came from. But, yeah. But if you don't rescue Annette, she becomes a vampire. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> 30 year old spoilers yeah very nice all right you want to hit him with the last one eddie okay here we go this one might be a little tough this snes game drawing inspiration from prince of persia also bears the same name as what 1929 silent horror classic nosferatu oh, there you go that game was oh, great <laughs> okay I feel like, yeah, that's good. But you know what other Super NES horror game that's kind of cheeky you guys left off here? Ghoul or uh, Zombies Ain't My Name. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a yeah. that's a good one, yeah. They they just re-released that on Switch, and uh, didn't they re-release that on PS4? Yeah, mm-hmm. they released it on everything, yeah. along with Ghoul Patrol, the sequel, which is not as good. Yeah. But yes, Nosferatu was very much like Prince of Persia on the Super Nintendo. That was a cool game. Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. So there was a big game fan spread on that game. Yeah. Back in like oh yeah, this game looks like fan. a straight Prince of Persia clone. Just about. Just a beautiful I, game. I, I was yeah, watching uh the Cacho Arno, Mr. Arno play that on Game Center CX and that it looked pretty tough. I mean, I never got to play it, so you just Concho, like the, no, no, not 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 the concho, not, not the not the thing that I hate, where you stick the fingers in the bum hole. No, no, no. Yeah, don't don't remind me of that. I, I, I flash flashbacks. Yeah, concho, not concho. I know that. I just did that to get any riled up. Now I'm having nightmares again. That, that that's very appropriate for this episode. Thank you. Uh... Gentlemen, well, we've run through our program for this uh, spooky gaming special 
of Oh God, It Hurts. Uh, do any of you have anything that you'd like to add or talk about while we're in the realm of the spooky? Yeah, I want to go back real quick to what uh, Kyle like was, was mentioning with Silent Hill, especially Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, hit real quick to the discussion that he'd kind of kicked off that we were talking about why games are more visceral and experienced than like watching a movie because you're, you're making the decisions and dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that was so like epitomized in like Resident Evil. When you died, it was like you, you died. You have said, died. And you have died. And that you was so like gut wrenching. But um, my story from Silent Hill, like there's a scene when you're in the prison and you, you're walking through all the horrors that are in there and you open a door into like this courtyard and it's just dark. And all there is is some sounds that shit scared me so bad. I just reached over, turned off the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was that, just like, that, no, no, that, that's what you had to go touch grass. Yeah. Grass. I, I had to I roll in the grass. grass what, that, I did the same thing with haunting ground. Seriously. That's yeah. how yeah. I freaked out that, that game. What I, I freaked out so bad that game. Like literally made myself a glass of of uh, chocolate milk to remind myself there was good things in the world. Yeah, and then I thought of, like, I thought yeah, about so unicorns. <laughs> thought about pretty unicorns. Call nice. me down. Yeah. <laughs> when that happens to me, I've got to have some uh, of the good tea with the little bear on the box. You know, just got to curl up some celestial bear? seasonings. You know, a little bit of chamomile. Yeah, wow. sleepy there. time. Yeah, wow. sleepy time. Uh, what do you guys think about the remake of Silent Hill 2 coming that's going to come out? I mean, we saw some previews of that and some people were kind of nitpicking on like the lighting because they said that I mean, there's no real gameplay yet. These people nitpicking yeah. are reaching a little bit, but yeah. dude, internet trolls are insane. That being said though, I mean <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> Uh, I'm just I mean, wondering, like, how important is it? Lighting, things like that. I mean, we talked about Dune 3 just right now. So, I mean. I mean, I just think that? that this is one of the, Im- I would argue this is probably the most important survival horror game ever made. Like, I would go as far as to say Next that. Next to Resident Evil. I know, yeah. I would say this is, I would say Silent Hill 2 is more important. Like More than even one? Yes. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. and they are giving it to someone who no disrespect to the developer because they make some cool games. I like a lot of their games, but they're a very like B studio and they haven't made a lot of like, uh, they, they just haven't nailed the genre. And I going from, you just can't replicate Japanese horror outside of that culture. Right? Like I just don't think that they're going to have the same vibe. I don't think it's going to have the same, the same feel and i i don't know man i'm worried about it because they're just they're a studio that makes double a indie-ish horror games and i don't know they just i'm just worried i'm a little worried so it's not as if like somebody like blue point were doing it right where you just have like complete confidence in it right because blue point essentially is taking the you know the same structure of the game right and they're just polishing it in a sense mm-hmm. and capcom with resident evil they they took all that in internally right they restructured their studios and got their stuff together to to cr- recreate their own material but with konami giving out their ips they just haven't shown that they've well, picked the right be- studios in the past and i mean is no konami yeah well, i know 
I mean, the only thing they're making that's in-house, I believe, is the Momotaro. Pachinko machines. The Pachinko machines and the Momotaro Densetsu game with the trains mm-hmm. and all that. And that's hmm. it. Everything else is like, geez, uh, I don't even know I what's... all their other big devs left. Yep. Yeah. And who knows who's working yeah, on so. the Metal Gear Solid remakes. Well, not remakes, but remastered or whatever. It's just rehash. I don't know. Rehash. I don't know. Who's in charge of the Silent Hill One remake on the Wii? Like, who did that? Oh, that's I don't a good question. Who did that? But that's a very good. That's more of like a reimagining. But it's that's a good game. Yeah, it's a really good game. But but the team but that's I'm making sure the remake. Team, yeah the the team making the Silent uh, Hill Two remake is Bloober Team, right? Yeah. 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 So. They've made like uh, the Medium, uh, the Blair Witch game. And, and none of those were really that. fun or really the medium was pretty weak. Yeah. Really? They, I was bored after about 45 minutes. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to finish. They this weren't game. like terrible. They were just like kind of very uninspired. They were very just like run in the mill kind of it was generic. Yeah. The medium was medium. Yeah. The medium, the medium was, was medium. The medium was less than medium. It was super <laughs> medium rare. Yeah. And, yeah. Medium rare at best. And now they're getting hand, handed one of the hugest ips for survival horror so i don't know medium was mid as the kids say yeah exactly <laughs> dude it was worse than mid. whatever's lower than mid and kid language <laughs> i was super let down so uh, let's talk about the future and like what do you anticipate will be your next spooky gaming adventure kyle I mean, right now, horror games are going through like a huge renaissance, and it's not really coming. Well, it is coming from the AAA developers, but it's mostly the indie stuff that are knocking it out of the park right now. Mm-hmm. Like developers like Puppet Combo and Chilla Arts, they're putting out these games that are like heavily inspired by like 90s survival horror stuff. And you can find like they're everywhere now, they're like a dime a dozen. And for the most part, they're all really, really good. If you play on PC, you will have too many survival horror games to play at this point. And they're starting to slowly port those to consoles. But, I mean, looking forward in the future, I don't know, man. I'm kind of getting everything I want right now. So it's like it's kind of hard to to want anything more. I'm kind of like being drowned with survival horror stuff at this point. So... You're eating good at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like there's no better time to be a survival horror fan than right now. So, nice. Mitch, what are you playing next in this vein? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Get out um, of here. Just, 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 <laughs> just <laughs> and record and record. <laughs> It, it, I, I think this is a running joke, right? That that we had on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be a real good one. I think. <laughs> the groundwork has been laid, and I think it's going to be uh, an experience. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Optimus. Uh. Well. Not to bag on Mitch some more, but the uh, Separate Ways DLC for the RE4 remake just dropped, and it's awesome. And I'm really hoping that Capcom goes to Code Veronica next. Yes. But all of the rumors are pointing that they're going to do Resident Evil 5 remake next. And if they do remake Resident Evil 5, I just hope that they tweak the gameplay a little bit because 5 and 6 really turned up the dial into more of almost like Gears of War level. Mm. 
Yeah. Which is a great series, but Gears of War is more action with some horror elements. Like Gears of War is probably more closely related to Doom other than the, the perspective. Right. Um because it's more of an action horror game, whereas Resident Evil has always been more survival horror, suspense horror. Four up the action a little bit, but it, it kept it just at that Perfect. level where it was action yeah. with yeah, exactly. Um if I had to pick a favorite in the entire Resident Evil series, it would be tough, but it would probably be the Resident Evil 2 remake as far as the action horror balance. Mm -hmm. Seven is definitely in the fucking I shit my pants series. Eight, I felt like was like four and it had that great balance of just enough action that it didn't get too crazy, but it was still scary. Hey, if this is turning into a Resident Evil episode, I'm down. Let's just start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got a list I can make on the fly, so let's go. Well, it's kind of inevitable at this point, right? Because that franchise has come back in such an incredibly strong so way. So oh, strong. Yeah, it, it had died. I mean, Six literally put a nail in the coffin. It was like... I really didn't think we'd see more after that. I yeah, that was, that no, was it, it made me cry when I saw Resident Evil Five and I saw Chris kind of looking roided out, punching a boulder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It made me. I had the deepest sigh in the longest time in my life. It's just sad, dude. When Six sad. came out, too. When yeah. Six came out, I had such like. Stockholm syndrome. I was like, no, it's a good game. It's it's good, right? It's got Chris in it, and you know, they, everybody's in it. And I wanted to like that game so much, and it was just looking back at it, it's just it's so like not speaking to its fan base. But yeah, I, dude, I have to say though, I there's probably no bigger Code Veronica fan in this room except for Mitch um, than me. But after playing the separate ways DLC, I don't know, man. I kind of think five is the right call. I think going back to Code Veronica, I don't know if they'll do that because it's it's so much earlier in the timeline. I don't know if they want to jump around like that. You're probably right there, dude. You're you're probably right. Maybe Just they'll do the modern Code Veronica timeline. after five. Yeah, and well, the way separate ways ends too with the, with Wesker and stuff like it's it's setting up five so no, well. It, 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 well, even even the end of. If you get the really good end on four, the, I mean, right there, I was like, oh, they're doing five next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but uh, I, I at least they can rewrite it because of five being kind of like eh, meh. But yeah, um, why is Veronica the redheaded stepchild of the series? Man, it is. That, that's really what I want to know. At least re-release it on current consoles so people can play it. I mean, one of the rumors. Yeah, one of the big rumors is one of the next games is going to have Chris as the main character, so maybe they'll do Code Veronica either before or after that one. Maybe. Maybe. Like a prequel as he heads off to France yeah. right before Claire goes. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. But I'd buy that. I'm not buying 5 if they remake it. <laughs> I really think 5 is going to just almost be copy-paste combat-wise to 4. I think they're going to learn from their mistake and really double down on the balance of the combat horror. In the four remake i'll take yeah. that was fucking i think that's dude. what we're gonna get and if we if we get a co-op like if it i think they should keep the co-op oh i think they should yes. keep the co-op so that would be awesome with, with uh shiva right that, that's the name of yeah the other character mm -hmm. yeah yeah that'd be cool but thank god capcom resurrected because <laughs> We also need and, Castlevania to come back. Yeah, More than yeah. Mm. I miss Castlevania, like good Castlevania. But with the current state of Konami, I don't nope, know. It's not gonna happen. 
It's sad too because like having played those newer God of War games, you could very much see how that could be done mm-hmm. in like a really exciting way and still have like you know some platforming, some really well, good action. Yeah. Um, if you play this separate ways on, I don't want not to spoil anything, but you play as Ada and she's got this grapple hook, and I was like. Fuck, this is like fucking Castlevania. Oh, what the fuck? Man. Come on, Kanami. Well, dude, even Lords of Shadow, the first one still holds up. I it's, like it's the good. first yeah, one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it, I mean, it was a different take. The gameplay was solid. Yeah, I, it was a God of War clone with a little mix of like right. Shadow of the Colossus, but I think it fit. Like, it was fun. Better than the yeah. N64 the games, right? Jumped off the rails a lot. No, no. <laughs> sixty-four Castlevania games, two of them. Yeah, no. Actually, own that game and love that. They don't exist. Pulling this podcast over. Yep. That's no. Eddie, is there anything spooky you're looking forward to? Well, as mentioned before, I do have Resident Evil Four on my Switch, the original one. I want to play that this month. Um, and also. Um, I'm going to practice Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts, because uh, I got my replicades. Uh, New Wave Toys came out with the uh, miniature versions of the cabinets for Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins, and it, it's at my sister's house because of licensing issues. They couldn't ship to Japan, so my sister has it. So uh, I want to practice and get good at those games, so that's what I've been playing on my spare time. Nice. I still can't beat the first memorizing nasty patterns. Yeah, I I still I still can't beat the first stage of Ghosts and Goblins, but I'm gonna keep trying. Damn it! Yeah, like Space (laughs) Harrier, buddy. Well, I also am gonna throw it up. I desperately hope that Castlevania somehow makes a comeback. Um, The next game I'm playing on my unfinished business tour, I need to finally finish uh, Rondo of Blood. Oh shit! Yeah. It's a good one. I'm trying to finish the PS4 port of that. I finished it on my Turbo a long time ago, but now I'm playing it again on the PS4. Is there like a port of the PSP Rondo of Blood that that it was 3D? I I know it wasn't as good as the original Rondo of Blood. No, they didn't put that anywhere else, unfortunately. No, the the PS4 port is just the TurboGrafx version or PC Engine version. Because I'll tell you this much, I would have played it more if the PSP screen wasn't so, like, bad. You know what I mean? Blurry. Blurry. Yeah, it made me sick. Low response time. Yeah, it made me sick. That's why I couldn't play it. That was the only reason. Yeah. But Just get that. When you get your PS5, just buy the PS4, PS5 yeah. port of it. It's dirt cheap. Yeah. And it goes on sale pretty regularly. Yeah, that screen was kind of whack. I can't believe I put, like, 140 hours on Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on the PSP. <laughs> <laughs> that was like dude i played that game so much my eyes were like bleeding i believe nice. this nice. oh man uh gentlemen this was an absolutely fantastic outing um i'm so glad we did this uh spooky gaming special with all of y'all um individually let's get each of you talking about what you're doing and where people can find you kyle uh, yeah, so I host a horror podcast on the network called Ruminations of Red Rum. We're available on everything that you can get your podcast on. But we cover horror movies, we cover horror games, just anything we can kind of get our hands on. So if you're into that kind of stuff, come check us out. Fantastic. Mitch? 
Uh, you can find me hanging around the ruminationsradionetwork.com uh, and uh, doing the audio for all these fine gentlemen and their fine content. Whoop. Senor Optimus. Uh, I'm Hoptimus, host of Retro Futurist Culture, a podcast that explores alternate timelines, science fiction, anime. We jump around between all the genres, and including video games. Um, we just did an episode on Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust with Key Atrocity. Coming up, I've got... Um, shit, why am I spacing the name? Alan Moore... Uh, Borderlands movie? V, 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 no, fuck <laughs> v, v for Vendetta. I got a V for Vendetta coming up and some other special projects. Um, come check that out. Retro Futures Culture. Nice. I'd love to see your take on V for Vendetta. Eddie? Yo, um, co-host of this very podcast, Oh God, It Hurts. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Game Agent ET. And uh, James... <sighs> Gentlemen, give us, uh, James, give fantastic. us. You don't want to plug anything? I mean, I'm on. I'm on Instagram as at Super Mario Kart, and we have an Oh God It Hurts Instagram as well that I don't do enough content for. And, and X Twitter, you can find us on X Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Oh God It HZ. Check us out. Oh, I love talking about this stuff with you, gentlemen. Got to do it again. Thanks so much for having us, guys. This was really, really fun. I'd, I'd, come come I'd back for the Christmas horror special. The Christmas horror special? <laughs> Hell yeah. Christmas horror special. I don't know. We'll make something up. Hey, there's only one Christmas horror game that I'm aware of, and that's uh, Blue Stinger. You. <laughs> Let's right. dedicate a whole show for that. I will get. Not, I will get. Say we did. I will get a Dreamcast <laughs> to play that game in Japanese because that's all I have. Uh, everybody thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of oh god it hurts this was the spooky gaming special goodbye goodbye